brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in today. (sighs) Hope that wherever you are, you are feeling grounded and expansive and psyched for life. I've had such a nice day. I did an interview with Brielle, which I'm so excited to share. She has started this new company called Ebby. And it's postpartum sits bath, oil, tea, and underwear. And like kind of thinks underwear. And uh, anyway, I had such a great sit down with her. I just met her a couple days ago through her PR woman, Carrie Lee Ross, who has worked with a lot of my friends and who is a local... um, LA PR fabulousness woman. And anyway, we connected. She wanted to meet up um, to talk about her brand and me in the postpartum world. And so I had her on the podcast. And I'm just always inspired by women's stories, period. And I think it's so important for us to always hold the space for one another to bear witness to each other's stories. And there's so much healing and telling the story. And there's so much medicine and receiving the story. And today in this episode, I feel like we shared both. And it's all about women supporting women. And I'm just, I'm so psyched when I see women really changing it up. And so inspiring to hear her business as she launched it. And she really only works with women whether it's the photographer, PR, where she sources her herbs, where she sources her salt, um, the all the fashion people, the designers, the website designers, all that are women. And um, and she's young. She's 30. So it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. And even though there is a lot of darkness, even though there is a lot of things where Daily, I say to myself, I cannot believe this is happening. I cannot believe that this is actually the real life we're living in right now. There is so much change. There is so much beauty. And we're here for it. You know, we're here. That's that's what's happening is we're here. So we might as well do our best to do what lights us up, live in our authenticity, and show up so that we can be vehicles for change and healing and peace and making this world better. So without further ado, here is the interview and I hope you enjoy the listen. Jayma. Hi, Brielle. Hi, McLean. Thank you so much for being here today, sitting down. 
I know you have a very busy schedule here in LA, so thank you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I love that we just planned it on the fly the other day. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was great meeting you. Thank you for being open. Of course. I'm always excited to meet new women, you know, that are inspiring and starting their own businesses and momming and all of it. So yeah. it's really important for us to hear different stories from different women. So let's just jump right on in because we got a lot to cover. Um, so why are you out in LA right now? I am here uh, kind of helping to spread the word about my new company, Ebby. It's a plant-based postpartum care company. Um, so just connecting with different opinion leaders in the space. Um, there's also There also just happens to be um, an indie beauty expo. And my company definitely sh straddles the line between beauty and wellness, mm -hmm. which I think is something you're starting to see a lot more, which I think is super cool. Um, so I'm out here. Uh, attending that as well. Awesome. Yeah. And so let's just start with you as a woman and go from there. So you have one child? I do. Phyllis. Yeah. Phyllis. She's almost three. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like becoming a mom and what, you know, what, how, how has your journey as a mom and your birth and postpartum impacted you wanting to build this company? Yeah. Becoming a mom, uh, well, I mean, there would obviously like be no Ebby without Phyllis and without my birth because um, I was speaking with someone just yesterday who hasn't had a child yet. And it, she's like, uh, you know, I've learned so much just like hearing you talk about your company because all of these things that you're touching on, it's just like not really something that I think about. It's not in my purview. And that made a lot of sense to me because why would it would be? Why, right. why would it be right. um, if you aren't a mother? And so it's just it's really you know, shifted my perspective, the frame with, within which I see myself, um, my roles, obviously, um, you know, and kind of how like I move in the world. Um, so you're a doula. So you, I know you'll get what I'm talking about, but you know that moment when you're like having your baby and you just see like a white light and you feel like you're like connecting with your creator mm -hmm. and like everything that's happened has like brought you to this moment and you just feel like super grateful. Um, I just, I remember that moment so clearly and, and the days and weeks after, I just remember feeling like a deep sense of empathy going all the way back to like my, you know, like the, the first mother, you know, it's like, wow, I just felt so connected to the broader human family. And, um, I am someone who did not have, uh, you know, a, a stable or positive relationship with my mom. Um, for various reasons. And I remember feeling like a lot of compassion for her and mm -hmm. her position um, because, you know, what I came to realize is that it takes a lot of inner strength to nurture someone mm -hmm. and kind of build a life. Yeah. I love that piece. I think it's so important because I always talk about birth as such a portal of healing oh, and yeah. pregnancy. You know, it's such a spiritual practice and that's such a key point of appreciating your own mother, your grandmother, great grandmothers, like, yeah, I can have a lot of judgments, but yeah. wow, they actually did this. And they totally. did it a couple times. Right. You know? And they did it um, in circumstances that I can't even really like imagine or under pressures that I can't really like, mm. uh, you know, identify with. Um, is that, so to speak on that, where is your family from? So my mother grew up in Austin and they've been there for as long as I know. My grandma's from there. My dad's from Earl, Arkansas. It's oh, like yeah. a, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like not even on the map, small dirt road town. Um, and, you know, 
our family, the Mobleys are scattered like all around the South Mississippi, et cetera. Yeah, my grandmother on my father's side, she grew herbs like in her garden mm-hmm. and, and my, my company is very much plant-based um, and kind of uh, an offshoot of herbal medicine. And uh, she had, I think like seven of her nine children at home um, and definitely was like involved in, you know, delivering babies in and around where she lived. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I mean, it's it's in your lineage, you know, and it's... At one point, it was in all of ours, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. of birthing our own babies and helping our sisters and our friends and the women down the street. We were helping yeah. each other birth. So I just love that that through line. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say is uh, after I had my baby, a lot of the things about myself that I felt uh, was kind of conditioned to see as like weaknesses, like my you know ultra sensitivity and my vulnerability. Mm-hmm these were sources of like great strength and kind of like where the strength to nurture comes from. And we all have that power within us. I think um, that's very much about what my, my company is trying to get at, you know, like tapping into like your inner power to like nurture, starting with yourself and connecting with your body. And I think it's something that's so important to me because my mother is a very sensitive person who experienced a lot of like emotional trauma in her life, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think she really struggled with like connecting with herself, Mm -hmm. um, which made it hard to like mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, this, this entire experience birth and like birthing this company has definitely been like a journey of healing for me. So did you decide that this was something of interest after like during your postpartum? Was that like, okay, this is, kind of a void that needs to be filled. Totally. I saw I saw an opening in the market. There wasn't a company with the strong voice that was speaking to um seeing vulnerability as strength. And I think for a long time and it, the conversation is starting to change, but you know, being a mother wasn't something that was seen as like inherently like powerful. In fact, a lot of women felt like powerless in their motherhood, which is crazy because you are you you are molding a human life you birthed a human life with your body and now you are like molding a human life this person is going to grow up to be you know hopefully like a happy productive individual who's like giving um to the world and that's that's a lot of power and responsibility mm-hmm. on your shoulders um it's pretty much the biggest you know and oh, the yeah. fact that it's so ass backwards yeah. that we're like fighting for this respect in our home that we're the queens in our home it's like yeah duh like it's so wild Totally. You know, and I feel like that patriarchal kind of lens is beginning to crumble, but it does start with us. So I love that that's your message. I mean, that's my whole message. Like my whole thing is the 40 days, but it's not that I'm just obsessed with these 40 days. It's Mm -hmm. because that's creating the foundation for you as a mother, you know? So it just, and it all is so cumulative. So the work you do during your pregnancy leads to your birth, which then leads to your postpartum, which then leads to your motherhood, which then leads to your cronism. You know, it's like Absolutely. it's all one. It's all connected. Yeah. 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 It's and it's definitely a journey. Um, yeah. I named my company Ebby, which is the Yoruba word for family, because, mm. um, you know, the focus is on the mother, but there there is no family without mother. Yeah. Right. Like that. Yeah. That is family. And. Uh, mother looks different from family to family. Like I was, mm-hmm. you know, mostly raised by my father. So he was like a mother and father to me at times. But um, the the concept, the idea of mother is central to this, you know, it's inseparable from the idea of family. And um, yeah, like what you were saying, like uh, there is a ton of inherent value in motherhood. And I think as a society, we need to start um, 
acknowledging that and honoring it. And you're right, it does start with ourselves. And that's also what Ebby is about, kind of like affirming for yourself that I am worthy. I am valuable and I am deserving. And when I am in need, which you definitely are in postpartum, like I deserve to like pour into myself and to be poured mm-hmm. into by the community around me. Totally. Yes. Yes. To all of that. And I think when we do it for ourselves, then we show everyone around us too what that looks like, you know? And so then becomes this kind of love filled movement, you know? And it's really become a practice for me to acknowledge wherever I am a mom with her kid, you know, just a, like a smile, like a what's up, like we're all in this together and it doesn't have to be a thing, you yeah. know, it's just like, I see you, I'm acknowledging you. I might be the only person that's actually acknowledging that today. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And I mean, I was at the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago and the woman we buy our cookies from, she has like a seven month old and I just looked at her, I was like, so how are you doing? And her brain was like, tick, tick, tick. Like she was like, wait, what? And I was like, how are you doing? And she was just like, whoa, no one asked me that. And I was like, that makes me want to cry. Like that's heartbreaking, you know? And it's just like, if, but if we can start to all do that a little bit or like in the grocery store, if some kid's having a tantrum, like ask to help or whatever, you know, and really become each other's sisters because that is so potent, that medicine that we become mothers, we all are part of one. Like I remember mm-hmm, looking around mm-hmm. and being like, oh my God, every woman, like Every kid that's or person I see was like a baby. A baby, I know. I birthed. realized that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just feel so it's wild. connected. Yeah. You're like I'm one with everything. <laughs> and but it's yeah. it's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's there's amazing. just there's everything in life stems from that one-on-one connection in those like first few days. Yeah. Like everything kind of like grows up from that foundation. So anything I think we can do to kind of reaffirm that like within ourselves, that truth, that inherent truth um, is, is really, really, really important. What was your actual birth like? Oh, it was crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I went in for my third trimester appointment and, you know, I'm a, I'm a fairly healthy person. I work out, I try to take care of myself. I'm on, I'm young, like I'm 30, and oh, wow. go you. <laughs> Starting a business at 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I went in for my third trimester checkup, and I had been having swelling in my feet for a while, but you know that's about it. Mm. Um, I just felt generally like crappy. I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. You know, I'm not mm. supposed to feel like blithe and like graceful mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like I just. Um, and I had a really great OB, OB gyne. I had switched from a midwife. I thought I wanted like the midwife. Ex- I mean, I knew I wanted the midwife experience. I wanted a water birth and candles and my playlist and all of that good stuff. But, um, I, I just wasn't connecting with this particular midwife. So I switched to this super crunchy OB gyne who practiced hypnobirthing and all of that good stuff. Um, she was also a lactation consultant. And when I came in for my appointment, she took my blood pressure and it was like sky high. Um, and so she was like, go get lunch, come back. We'll take it again. Again, it was like off the chart readings. Um, I had a lot of protein in my urine. You know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had preeclampsia and I had mm-hmm. to be admitted right away. And uh, I was induced like maybe 20 hours later. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So what week were you? I was 33 weeks Damn. in four days. I know. And I was like so scared and just like hoping that they would like let me get to like 34 weeks because then you know Mm -hmm. things are just like better at 34 Mm -hmm. weeks at 33 weeks and four days you're still kind of like in this I don't know zone it's Mm -hmm. like moderately Mm -hmm. premature um like 
you know, hopefully her lungs are like developed enough. Um, so Phyllis was born, uh, she was like three pounds. Um, yeah. Uh, but she was a completely healthy baby. She was just very, very small. And so she was in the NICU for like a night and then got stepped down to the special care nursery where she, um, was growing and feeding, learning to feed by mouth. Um, and it was super hard because, you know, I, 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 I wanted to stay at the hospital. My husband wouldn't let me. Um, but you know, I just really didn't want to leave her cause I know how important those like first days are for like connecting and just being with each other. Um, so it was tough, but she came home on our due date, which was, you know, like a month and a half later. And, she was super small. She was feeding around the clock. So, you know, we had a night nurse. We had my mother-in-law stay for a little bit. Um, we, you know, hired a part-time nanny soon after that. So I, I had like a ton of help because I needed it. I mean, in more ways than one. I needed it because I had a very small needy baby, but I also like needed it for myself just to kind of like process everything oh, that had just happened to so me. Much. It was a lot. Yeah. And was she breastfeeding, bottle feeding? What did that look like? Uh, so both? a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of both. I pumped though, like mm. that entire first year. Which that is like no simple oh thing, dude. Yeah. I did it too. Yeah, my husband wanted to like burn my pump mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of it because mm-hmm. he was in residency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as much as you try to like quiet the noise, you can still hear yeah. that like, Wah, Wah, yeah. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. the good times. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's like PTSD when I hear that noise now, like, oh God. I know. Oh, <laughs> Just looking wow. in my closet sometimes, like, hello, little <laughs> Are you thinking about? Having another one or is one feel good? Oh, yeah. I'd love yeah. to have another baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, Phyllis is also very intrigued by the the fact that she might have like a little sister or brother. Um, so, yeah. Where did the name Phyllis come from? Phyllis is a family name, obviously. Um, we have great aunts on both sides. My dad's wife had a sister named Phyllis uh, who passed when she was like 17 in a car accident. She's very yeah. tragic. Um, but yeah, just like a full of life, bubbly person. And uh, my mother-in-law's favorite sister, her name is Phyllis, Aunt Phyllis. She is amazing. She's like mm. 80-something, still runs a bakery with her daughter, she, like travels, just wow. full of life. And yeah, we love her. We're dearly. Awesome. Yeah. It's a really cool name. Thank you. I know one yeah. Phyllis who I love. She's our neighbor. But you never, I never have like heard a baby Phyllis. Yeah. So that's very <laughs> unique. I Thank like you. that. I mean, every Phyllis was obviously a baby at some point. But, I know. You know, yeah. it's like past generational name. That's cool. Totally. So what was your postpartum healing? Like, was it, did it feel more emotional or mental or both? Like, how, how did you make it through all that? It felt very physical. I was just extremely, like, tired. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really prepared for, like, the the physical exertion um, that required that motherhood requires in those like first few months, you know, just like the, the grind of like feeding and washing pump parts and all of that stuff. And also keeping yourself well fed. Like I was struggling and I I still had help. It's, it's hard. So much. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's that aspect, like being up with your baby all during the night breastfeeding is obviously hard, but the, the pump is a whole other like world. Yeah. Because it is, you have to wake up, you have to do all the parts. You can't just roll over and breastfeed. It's it. So I, I understand that it adds an, another layer of stress. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Phyllis was um, 
feeding a lot, like for a while, like every, you know, hour and a half or something, like when she first came home and like eventually it tapered off. But when you're in it, it's like, wow, is this every, am I going to make it through this? Like, I don't know. Um, so I guess it's not really a surprise that like, uh, my awareness and attention wasn't on myself and I kind of like let myself fall to the wayside. It's very, very easy to understand how that happens with a lot of women. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't getting any feedback that I was doing anything wrong until like, you know, I just kind of like stopped to think like, wow, okay, like my skin is a mess. My hair is falling out. Like I feel terrible. There's got to be a way to find more balance. And they started like fighting for that balance. Mm-hmm. And the food is such a big part of it too. It's totally. like that's why having someone cook for you is just incredible yeah. because you can't, I mean, obviously you can't think about cooking meals when no. you're in that. No, you can't. And I think um, like I would definitely, definitely, definitely uh, – look into hiring like a meal service next time. And if you have the means, um, I think it's, I think it's something that should be at the top of your, uh, you know, baby shower registry list. Um, it's, it's so important. So important. Okay. So then did you use any sits bath or anything like that? Or was it after you realized what you didn't do that you wanted to create? Yeah, I think it was after I realized what I didn't do. I just, it wasn't very visible to me. Um, everything was about like what baby needs. Um, so like I had the Frida baby, I had the snoo, I had the Dakotot, all of the like gear. Um, but there was nothing really for me. And I was just like, why not? You know, this is like such a need. And all of the moms I talked to were like, had someone given me Ebby uh, when I was in postpartum, it would have communicated to me that like, I need to make myself a priority. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yes, Mm -hmm. like, that's it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you need to do. (laughs) Mm, I love that. So it's actually the message Mm -hmm. via a product. So it's not even, I mean, it is the product, but it's not so much even just the product. It's actually the message behind it. I think it's always the message behind it, hopefully. Um, Right. Like that's, that's what people are really concerned about and are connecting with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ebby is, it's a modality. Uh, it's a way, it's a medium. It's a way of connecting with your body and acknowledging what you've been through. It's acknowledging, um, you stepping into this new, new, new role, this new body, um, and taking time to like mourn that body that you lost and that person that you lost. And, celebrating, you know, the, the bringing forth of new life, um, that your body was able to carry you through that, uh, just, you know, taking time to have, have reverence for all of that. A friend said that, uh, you know, I was explaining to her, like, I don't want, what I don't want Ebby to feel like is like that experience where you go to like your local health food store and you're like shuffling on the bottom shelf, looking around these dusty products, like trying to find like something to like help you. Like it should, mm-hmm. it should feel like you're like, and she was like, yeah, no, I totally get it. It should feel like you're like anointing yourself. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like spiritual. It should feel very special. Mm-hmm. Um, like a ritual, like a practice, like something that you do in those first six to eight weeks, but it's something that you carry with you. And our products are great for any time period of a woman's life. We were just talking about like the journey from pregnancy to postpartum to, um, you know, continuing postpartum to chronism, I think you mm-hmm. called it. Yeah, I think this is this is a practice that can carry you through all of those phases. Yeah. yeah, and after my first, I didn't know any of those things either. You know, now I'm into vaginal steaming, and that's for the rest of your life. And um, the body oiling at night, you know, in the Ayurvedic practice, I'm really into that. Um, and that's such a self-care. Even if I don't have time to do a full abhyanga, it's just taking a bath, which has always been my religion, but salty baths. Like, since I was a kid, I come from, like, bath people. <laughs> 
Yeah, my great grandmother, no, totally my grandmother, my mom. It's like we cannot live without a bathtub. I am a bath evangelist. Yeah, me too. I get it. <laughs> yes, praise be. Um, it really is everything. And then to do the oil afterwards, it's just like, ugh. And that's so, you know, every that's available to most people. You know, if you have right. a bathtub, it's yeah. it is not having to go to a spa. No, no. Know? And it, I mean, there is something so ethereal about it, right? Like submerging yeah. yourself in water and just kind of like leaving it all there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, you think of like plunging yourself in the Ganges or like mm-hmm. baptism. Like there's something, totally. there's something that happens to our minds and bodies when we like take a second to just like sit mm-hmm. in water. Um, Yes. And Especially yeah. as a mom. Mm-hmm. Just like to to have that sacred time of quiet. Like I'm, like I'm done with momming for the day. Everyone's asleep. I'm just going to go in my bath and hot water and release it all. Yeah, I love that message. And so I saw your press kit, which is gorgeous. So you have the, the, the tea, the sits bath, the body oil, and then the, the, the what do under- you call it? Underwear. The underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nipple pads. Um, yeah, those are great because, um, you know, a few years ago when I had my baby, like people were still like stealing those disposable underwear mm-hmm. from the hospital mm-hmm. um, and just kind of making do. But now there there are a lot more options. Um, great thing about Ebby underwear is that the liner goes all the way up the back. It holds like three mm-hmm. tampons worth of Lokia or fluid. There's a compression band that's made out of Reprieve, which is an eco-friendly fabric. It's made out mm-hmm. of recycled bottles. They're made right in New York City's garment district, so really low carbon footprint. Um, you know, we we're right up there with like sourcing, like where we're getting these things, how they're made. We know who makes them, um, mm. you know, women. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that you can use for your second child. You could wear them for your period. I think what we're going to start to see in beauty and wellness is a movement towards products that are like multi-purpose, multi-use, um, because there's just like too much stuff. You see like these beauty bloggers and skincare uh, bloggers like uh, vanities and they're just like chock full of product that like no one could ever use. And it's just kind of like, like I don't actually want that. You know? I don't think like, it's good for us. No. Even if, even if it's, you know, trying to be low toxic and all of that, it's still so much for your system. Like I have like three things that I use. Right. And right. I think the repurposing of your period, your postpartum, I mean, that's great. Totally. You know, to be able to, to use because I, I'm so, you know, we're all want to reduce our footprint. Yes. And, but it takes a lot of discipline to actually do that, you Definitely. know? And so um, that's, that's a really nice. Yeah. And all of the products aspect. really, um, they're, it's a really comprehensive system. There are multiple benefits for all of the products and they can do multiple things. And I think, as a mom, that is just like a game changer because you mm. don't have time for like a, a 12 step skin routine or to be like mm-hmm. carrying all of the stuff, but you have to bring snacks and diapers mm-hmm. and wipes and stuff. So to be able to just like throw your tea or, you know, your oil in, in the diaper bag or whatever it is, it's just like, it's just one less thing to think about. And what is, what is the actual mechanism that allows underwear to be absorbent? I've always wondered that. Yeah, so um, it's it's super simple. It's just like cotton, cotton, organic mm. cotton is very absorbent, mm. very breathable, which is very important for the perennial tissue for mm-hmm. down there for um, C-section scars. So the organic cotton goes all the way up to just below your belly button. Um, so that C-section scar is totally covered by organic cotton and it's getting the oxygen that it needs mm. to heal. Um, and then just uh, a leak-proof liner that mm. is non-toxic. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's really rare. Are you the only one What's doing that? that? Just that it's that organic and clean? I, they are the only ones that I've seen. Yeah, because yeah, the other ones that are out on the market, I've heard 
and some toxic stuff is totally yeah that's really exciting to hear that thank you yeah there's been a lot of excitement about the underwear paula malice called them very sexy Mm. which is i'll have to see them in person (laughs) (laughs) i think you should feel sexy as a new Mm -hmm. mom i mean it, it is depressing when you think about putting on like that giant pad and those disposable underwear and like sitting there with like your bloody nipples it's like yeah. Dude, no, like we deserve more. Get out of the diaper. Get, yeah, yeah. Like you should. I got a your- diaper rash. <laughs> that actually happened. My midwife was like, oh, sweetie, you've got some bumps here. And I was like, oh, no. what? I was like, come again. Uh, and she's like, it's just a little diaper rash. I was like, okay, I want to die now. <laughs> That's disgusting. But oil but, could have helped with that. I know. <laughs> it cleared up quickly, but That's you good. know. I did get dependent on the diapers because it's just easy. Because then I was mm-hmm. like, you're not bleeding on anything. It's like, right, yeah. I'd rather just. Buy. And it's it's definitely like needed, like I think right yeah. at the beginning. Especially because the beginning, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I think as soon as you can, like anything that can make you feel just like better is really important. Um, yeah, I, Abby, Abby tries to ask the question, like, why can't you feel like you're most beautiful, you're most sexy, you're most empowered after mm-hmm. birth? Um, and answers mm-hmm. the question, like, you should, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're a goddess. You are. Mm-hmm. You are like you are inextricably life. You're life with source. The divine. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so, where are you going to sell, Abby? It's a good question. Um, we are in talks with some uh, very exciting partners right now. So stay tuned. But I imagine, um, you know, it'll be it'll be in a bunch of different places. Ebby is kind of uniquely positioned because I, uh, you know, a large part of our customer base is and will be like doulas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think wherever you find doulas who are like pushing the envelope and really focused on the stuff, you will likely see Ebby there. Mm. That's so awesome. Yeah. And you're in Houston? I'm in Boston. Oh, Boston. But yeah. you're from Houston. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know yeah. you're in Boston. Is there much of um, like a doula hub there? Because I, I mean, I went to school in Massachusetts, but I haven't mm-hmm. been there in 20 years. Yeah, I had a doula um, and there are some around, but it's nothing like out mm-hmm. here. Um, LA, unsurprisingly, is definitely like, you know, mm-hmm. leading the charge mm-hmm. with pushing us forward in the birth, yeah. the birth space, yeah. which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I know, it's really exciting. Super exciting. From my first eight years ago till now, it's just like, it just the world has changed mm-hmm. so much yeah. in birth and postpartum. It's really cool. Totally. It makes me very hopeful for where we're going and what Phyllis's birth experience will be like should she choose mm-hmm. to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. makes me very hopeful. Do you feel like talking about business brass sure. tacks a little bit? Okay. So for anyone listening that has an idea for a business or is kind of starting a business, especially with a young child, it's it can be very overwhelming, mm-hmm. obviously. And just... I would love to know more about how you actually did that. Like, mm-hmm. how did you build this with a baby at home? Um, I had a nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a part-time nanny. Uh, so that was mission critical, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ebby happened a lot slower than I would have wanted it to. Uh, I started the ideation of phase of Ebby really kicked off like in October of 2018 And, you know, I didn't my I didn't push go on the website until, you know, over a year later. Um, And I was just, you know, grinding throughout that entire time, like making connections, reaching out. I just I'd recommend you tap into your network. My husband works with a lot of startups, so that was super helpful. Uh, Just kind of like having like a listening ear right there. Like, does this look right? Like, am I doing this right? 
Um, and, and like even just, just coming up with like your mission statement, right? And so I didn't do a business plan. Yeah. No, okay. I didn't. Good. That's great to hear. <laughs> no, I don't think it's necessary uh, for all businesses. If you feel like having something down on paper uh, would be helpful to you, but I just had a really clear vision of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started like making moves to like do that. Like I, I had a really clear intention, like in like the the vibe and like the approach that I wanted uh, and the energy that I wanted to like come bring to Ebby and everything just kind of like fell, fell in line. Like I found, um, my cotton sourcer, my cotton source, uh, I found like, uh, my plant producer in the Berkshires. I found like a female owned Saltern, um, that's where, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I found a great female graphic designer to help me with my website. Uh, and she's very much focused on working with brands that have like, you know, a deeper message. Mm. Um, my photographer uh, is amazing. Uh, her name is Dion Ivory. She's great. Check her out on Instagram. But she's always talking about like being in alignment with your true purpose. Mm. It's just like people mm-hmm. who like really like I didn't have to like explain stuff to like That's they just kind of like understood what I was trying to like bring into the world. So Your photos are so beautiful as I was saying. Thank you. Yeah. Thank just, you. It's so it's like alchemy, you know, having all the right team. Totally. Totally. Um and again, I think being in like touch with yourself and like mm-hmm. where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do is so critical. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then it really launched just a couple months ago. Yeah. Or like this fall. <laughs> okay. Amazing. No, like this winter. <laughs> so yeah, stuff like, is happening quickly. That's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We just had um, Vogue just really exclusive on Ebby, which is, yeah, that's super amazing. exciting. Yeah. Wow. I'm happy about that. So that's huge. So how did you like, because that seems like this whole other thing. Like, how did you figure out when you're ready to get PR? Like how to put yourself out there with that? Because that seems like whether it's product or building your brand or book, you know, launch, like all of these things, it seems like press is so important and Mm -hmm. impactful. Is Mm -hmm. that, have you found that to be true? Yeah, definitely. And it seems like people like press is kind of, um, overriding like marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like a brand's, you know, Mm -hmm. position, like being able to tell your story. Um, people don't really like connect with ads, but they connect with your words, right? Mm -hmm. They connect with like the story you're trying to tell and the why, um, and, press gives you gives you an opportunity to do that as far as like when I knew I was ready um I didn't I just like took a leap you know I I felt I believed in my product and I thought you know I I hoped that it was something that other people would connect with but you never really know until you like take that step take that bet on yourself um Mm -hmm. and put yourself out there which I would highly recommend because sink or swim like it just it's 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 all learning right it's really like what do you have to lose, really? Like maybe you're embarrassed because someone says no. And then people forget about it like yeah. next week. <laughs> so you shared something with me, which I think this is really baller to hear, is like you just cold called or emailed the person you wanted to be your PR person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cold emailed a lot of That's people. That's amazing. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing that with the podcast mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> it feels so weird to do it just because I'm such like a Scorpio introvert. But then once you do it, it's like they can just say no, it's fine. But you, it builds that energy mm-hmm. to align mm-hmm. with what you want. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, for every no, it's like, you know, like who cares? Like that kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. But like when those people say yes and like really like believe in what you're trying to do, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thank you to all the women out there who are warm and open to like receiving emails from strangers. Like that's how we totally. that's how you really support 
women and how we move each other forward. That's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes to that. I know. Cause we're also in this continuum of being a woman and, you know, part of like creating this village is wherever you are. Like I want to hear from the crones. I want to hear for those that are ahead of me in the motherhood gang. Cause I want to know what's happening two years down the line as teenagers, as 20 year olds, getting your kid, like supporting them through college. I mean, all of that. And then, you know, then I give back to the new mamas. So it's, we all, we all have our place to share. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's all necessary information. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of opportunity out there, I think for anyone of any age. Um, you know, you just gotta like share your story and share where you're at because Mm -hmm. people need to hear it. They need to hear from you. Yeah. What else do you feel like talking about? What's going on with you? What does 2020 look Mm, like? Interesting question. I feel like I am, um, in a real portal of change and, you know, TBD, there's going to be a lot more in the next month or two that I'll be sharing, but something I've been wanting to actually do for like two, three years now. I just realized that with myself, like I cannot rush my own process, even if like business mind, I'm like that, that needs to be filled. That needs to do it until I'm actually living it authentically and kind of through it and feel like I can now share real gems, I don't feel ready to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I have judgment about that with myself. But anyway, since, you know, I I work with pregnant moms, I work with postpartum moms, and then now I've gotten into motherhood coaching a lot because a lot of my clients come back after like six months, a year, two years saying, I need a postpartum doula, but I want you back. I don't have another kid. I'm like, great. So let's now work on what you want to do with your life, you know? And that's really lighting me up and that's great because I can work from home. I do Zoom calls. I actually have a couple I'm working with in New Zealand right now. So that feels really great. And it's also you can do it when your baby's napping. Yeah. You don't have to drive across town. You don't have to pay for someone to get the support. And then building, I'm really going to be building up kind of like more of an online infrastructure, which feels cool. I'm just working out you know, I have my ideas about what people need, but I'm also really trying to just listen to what actually people need right now Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're in such a capitalistic consumerism overload that I don't want to just add product for product's sake or I just want to add like more Instagram posts just to have more posts. So I just, I'm, I just grapple with all those things and I'm working through them right now and it's fun. It's exciting. And then also a new thing I'm, I've been adding, which with my best friend or one of my best friends who does a lot of different things, but she's an incredible sound healer, sound baths. And so we are now really doing a monthly new moon gathering here in the house. Cool. And as you can see, it's kid zone. My kids scooter everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're trying to just be super minimal as of now. And so we fit 25 women in here the other night. Yeah. Nice. And so we're doing that around the new moon, um, a little bit of that kundalini yoga meditation, and then our sound bath. Because as moms, we have such little time for ourselves. So it's really more bang for your buck. And this is how it was. It's like, get in, do a little talking. You sit, you talk to your neighbor, you have tea, you have a soup. And then we do the meditation. We really move the energy and then you get to receive a sound bath. Wow. And Why so, around the new moon? I feel like the moon times are so potent and... We're doing Saturdays, so it's not always going to be on the new moon. 
Full Moons I love too, but another really good friend, she does a full moon tarot circle, which cool. I like to go to. And so I'm like, okay, you take the full moon, I'll take <laughs> the new moon. It's just such a portal, I think, for women to connect to their femininity. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. if you don't really believe in it or you haven't like seen it yet in your life, it starts a rhythm. It starts a monthly rhythm, you know, and a lot of women either have their moon, their period on the new moon or around it or the full moon. Hmm. And that's a whole thing you can go into a rabbit hole about and like, why, why are you doing one instead of the other? And it can be a real health practice to attune, but it's called the moon because we used to have our periods with the moon cycles. So, and it's, I, I love it. I, um, I always try to honor it, whether it's bathing my crystals in the full moon or writing intentions at the new moon or releasing anything I need to release at the full moon. It's kind of like the new, the new moon is the new, the stuff you want to call in and the full moon can really be what do you want to release. Totally. What maybe you thought you wanted and turns out you didn't really want that, That's you it. know? Yeah. yeah. That's I'm a cancer and my Venus is in cancer. And- I'm a cancer moon. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My moon is in Pisces. So there's like a lot of like feminine, watery, like Do you feel a lot of energy. Things? I feel so many <laughs> things. <laughs> um, so I'm just super curious mm-hmm. about like our connection to the moon mm-hmm. as women and I'm thinking about that stuff. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I was not connected with it because um, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't grow up with oh, yeah, that totally. around me. And then actually, OG style, there was a group of us and we used to have it in Paula's house yeah, yeah. Um, with Danielle, another good friend. And that really set, it was a really particularly uh, special time in a lot of our mom group's lives because we, we all had little babies and we're all just like, this is the one time a month where we can gather and really connect to ourselves and and relearn what that was. Totally. Oh yeah. my gosh, I, that would never happen in Boston. Are you kidding? Gathering in someone's Maybe that's your next thing, know, right? your next project. <laughs> well, you could even have like a um, rent space out and kind of have an Ebby party yeah, that's around a great the moon idea. and meditate. I love it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, right de- I'm so down to bring that energy to Boston. It's mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. I know I love LA is really... It's a special place. It is a special place. Whenever I think, ugh. I want to move. I want to live some other place. There, there's so much greatness here. Yeah, I'm really, I'm so lucky. So yeah, 2020 feels good. I feel like it's really not just for me, but for everyone. If you have been studying the astrology of this month and just being, you know, we're just ending the first month of the first year of this new decade, and it's really a place now where we have to be in our dharma, like whatever we've been brought to this lifetime for, it's time. So like you were saying, it's like, it's time to go big or go home. It's time to not shirk back in the shadows. It's not time to be nervous or shy. It's like, it's really time just to step up in your power. Yeah. And that's different for everyone. That can be being a stay at home mom and like really owning Owning that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And like cooking meals. I mean, that's huge. (laughs) Yeah. Like stay at home momming is the hardest job in this world. Like we can all agree that. Um, so, that's where I am is like, how can I reach more people, be a part of a lot more healing, and then also be very present in here with my girls because I have two daughters. And, you know, it's like, what am I doing if I'm not living what I'm preaching? Right. I want to be cooking dinner every night, you know, from scratch. I want to be doing the bedtime stories. I want to be picking up from, pre, you know, play school on the days that I can. Powerful. Um, yeah. And so, and again, it's like, 
everything is information. And I think I have this mantra course correction. It's like you go down one path, that's not working, you change. Like that's what motherhood is. Like right when you think you have one thing figured out, it changes and you're in a new development. And, you know, like over the last spring and summer, I worked a ton and it was great because I had amazing clients, made good money. Um, We moved, like it was pretty chaotic, but um, I really realized when that slowed down, that wasn't going to work for me moving forward, you know, because I don't want someone else raising my kids the whole time. And we have a, an amazing nanny, that, Anna, who's part of our lives oh, yeah. um, for sure in a, in a major way. But, um, you know, the priorities shift. And I think that's a key thing is like success, quote unquote, success looks really different for every woman and different parts of your life too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And being able to recalibrate and like redefine mm-hmm success for yourself and what living authentically looks like in this moment. Um, yeah, it's just so important to be like present and in touch mm-hmm. with yourself. Yeah. And having those practices that support that because yes, you can say that, but it's like, if right. you don't really have a means to reach that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, meditation mm-hmm. or whatever. Prayer, your spiritual whatever practice, it is. Yeah, yeah. Prayer, spiritual practices that just realign you, not so much this like monkey mind, you know, right. that we're, we're so, used to living in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So easy. So you're going to build your business. That's what's happening now. And then when, when would you think you want to have another baby? Do you have any guidelines? Gosh, that's or? a great question. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I mean, you're so young. You got time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have no plans. I'm open. Mm-hmm. I'm open to whatever the universe God is bringing me, mm-hmm. is bringing me to. So we'll and your see. babies always bring abundance too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind that. of <laughs> it's kind of you know cool you you built this or manifested this dream business after having your baby right you know? yeah that mm-hmm. is yeah I've never thought about it like that yeah because they really help us prioritize what prioritize what is um real I know <laughs> yeah I know everything just like not walking in your truth mm-hmm. after becoming a mom just feels so silly you know like look what I've lived through mm-hmm. <laughs> look what I like totally. I, who has the time who has yeah. the time not to be authentic um, yeah yeah and like you were saying like living that out for your for your daughters mm-hmm. is very very powerful and I think we have to do that if you have boys or girls yeah obviously and if you do have daughters it's really showing them this new model right yeah it's a new yeah. model of women I know. Yeah. I grew up um, in an environment and I, you know, uh, I basically like the things that come naturally to me, like my femininity, my sensitivity, my vulnerability were not things that were like looked upon as uh, useful or uh, powerful or valuable, which is kind of reflected back to us in society. So, you know, I have a lot of compassion for my father um, and, you know, just kind of the environment for which I was yeah. brought up in. Uh, but it wasn't until like I tapped into that being like the source of my strength that I started to see things kind of like come mm-hmm. in alignment with, in, in, mm-hmm. with, you know, with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like you were saying, living your truth, just whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. go for it dive in mm-hmm. and how did your relationship change much with coming, my husband mm-hmm. coming parents um i mean yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> for sure. That's a tough question, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's impossible for it not yeah. to change. Uh, we also have to, like, fight for connection with each other mm-hmm. and maintaining that connection. But um, it's a deeper love. And just thinking about having, like, uh, created a person with someone you love, it's just all moving you closer towards being, like, that bonded, united, like, single being that mm-hmm. is formed from, like, two, uh, you know, pretty completely developed people. Um, Yeah. Right. Cause you have to be like in touch with yourself to really like connect and bond with like another Mm -hmm. person. Um, So yeah, just moving, moving us further down that path. Yeah. Yeah. Such a spiritual practice partnership, Mm -hmm. especially with children. Yeah. What's it like having two? I can't even. Two is so much more than one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every day, every day I'm pretty much like, wow, this is so much more than one. And then I meet people that have two and they're like, so much easier for me. And then like three, someone the other day at three was like, actually, it's just, it's not even harder than two. But then other people are like, yeah, whoever says that, are, they're insane because three is like 3,000. So I don't know. Um, for me, I was a one and dunner. Oh, really? Yeah. Because cool. I was an only child. Me as too. You were yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so my whole life, I was like, I'm going to have one girl. And I had my one girl. And I was like, Amazing. I'm so, so good. good. So good. Um, and then we kind of opened up to it and my baby Goldie Wolf, she came in like straight in. And so Mm. adore her so much. Like now I just love it. You know, I can't imagine my life without her. Um, and it's just so much more work logistically. Like, like it's just reality. I could be accomplishing so much more work wise with if I had one kid because it's just the bandwidth, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's Mm -hmm. a six year age difference, which pros and cons. A lot. Of, I you feel know, like that's going to be us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there are pros and cons, however you do it. Um, I, w- I could not have handled it any sooner because I really, um, I loved the time with my, my oldest Jemima mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> but it's like, it's bittersweet. Cause like the other night she was having a kind of a hard moment and I just felt, I can't, my heart still breaks either way, you know, because it's like, I can't imagine Goldie not being here like that breaks my heart. But then I feel like I'm failing being hundred percent present with Jemima all the time, mm. you know, and I do my best. I like it. I am so conscious of it, but it's still, she doesn't have me 100% to herself, right. you know? And, right. um, I was like, Oh, did we fuck her life up? I was like, this to my husband. He's like, no, like it's going to be, you know, they're just hard days sometimes, but th- the love that they have for each other is massive. Right, you know, they're so tight, and so and the love that you have for them, just that like those are the thoughts that you have. I think, you know, I I, I had an epiphany that like it's it's good that I like am concerned that I whether or not I'm doing a good job exactly. or whether I'm doing a good mom, being a good mom, yeah. like that low level like sense of anxiety kind of like spurs me forward and keeps me going. Like it would be different if it was like kind of overtaking my life and like, um, affecting me negatively. But I think thinking in that way, um, is a really good thing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, sure. Perhaps you could be, of course you could be more productive with just one baby, but I mean, they're really your legacy. Like no one's going to like at the end of your life be like, Oh my God, McLean was so productive and she did so much with like the time she was, you know, it's like, no, like, she modeled a way of living for her girls and, you know, just, just look at them, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's our true legacy. That's so true. Yeah. And that is such a good point of, we all, we don't want to be an over anxiety, but that base level is what it's makes good us thing. good moms. Yeah. I remember my therapist telling me that she's like, the fact that you're worried about this just shows what a good mom you, you are. 
You care. Yeah. You give a damn. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a mom circle in Boston? Yeah, I definitely have like a few moms um, that I lean on and have connected with. And it's funny because they're like all so different. Um, you know, very posh, like privileged moms, quirky alternative moms, single moms with, you know, multiple children and uninvolved fathers. And uh, gosh, it's just, I feel so grateful because we let so many like supposed, you know, barriers like keep us from connecting with each other. Like we think we're all like so different, but like you were saying before, like everyone's had a mom, everyone's like gone through, like walked this path and so is connected with someone who has. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel very grateful for my mother, mom friends because uh, I can see how it's very palpable to me how like we're all part of one human family and the things that we like allow to keep us from like connecting with each other on a deeper level, whether that's like racial divides or, you know, socioeconomic, it's, it's all imaginary. It's all imaginary. We're all walking like similar, like parallel paths, like trying to get to like the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's really what my mom, a big part of what my mom friendships have given to me other than, you know, like support and just people to camaraderie um, people who, who get it and are walking, walking with me specifically like on this path. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. And I do love that, that aspect of having a lot of different mm-hmm. variety in your mom friends. Cause I love there's it. no one way to do it. I'm the same way. I and I it. think if you only hang out with people that do exactly what you do, person. you're not getting the perspective and you know, we all have ideas of what we think we want to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's right. How, we need to parent what we, what that looks like. And then you have your kid that has their own soul yeah. contract, you know? Yeah. And living their life. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, the layers. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. It was great to meet you. I'm so totally. excited. You're putting these products out into the universe. Thank you. Thank and you. they're beautiful and they're so intentional and healing and, um, you know, created and run by women. It's like, yeah. it's what I'm all about. I can't wait to come to your place, back to your place for a sound bath. It sounds no. amazing. Well, you'll have to let me know next time you're in LA. I'll send you the calendar. Okay. I'm sending the newsletter out this week. So um, anyway, how can people find you? Um, we're on Instagram at ebby.kit um, or our website, www.weareebby.com. Awesome. And then can people buy from you your products online? Yes. Yes. Okay, you cool. can buy them right now. Sweet. Thanks for clean. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.